0: ICO Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, ICO Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. Watch Primo's Truth About Hunting, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, as they chase turkey, elk, deer, waterfowl, and predators all over North America. Right there, what you call a limb hanger. Now on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Welcome to Bear Bow Hunter Podcast with your host, Nate Bailey, where we look to the ancient paths of our hunting ancestors to guide our future where woodsmanship and hard work outweigh advanced shooting devices. Where we value those who have gone before us, and welcome those who are yet to come. Join us as we exchange valuable insight about the Bear bow hunter's lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Bear Bow hunter's podcast. Um... Thought I'd jump on here because the proposed Oregon tags have came out. So, um, you know, Oregon's gone through this big ordeal about trying to figure out how to address their bow seasons. And uh, quite honestly, it's one of these things that is, is kind of hit me hard because I started bow hunting here back when people didn't bow hunt here. And uh, to see some of the things that have come about because it, it's become popular and also because of um some of the high uh rates of success um we've had to change our bow season and one of those things that i think that's really before i jump into the tags i'm going to do a little rant here you guys so i know you guys are sick of listening to the track guys talking about um technology and all that but i think at the same time we need to address this problem or we're all going to lose more um i don't think this is where they're going to stop they're not going to stop at just um taking the blues and some of those others so they have the whole blue mountains that's all a permit draw or a, or a controlled hunt and if you look at that um, it's per unit in the blues and then they have also an eagle caps um, area to where you could draw within that that area as well and there's some new trad bow hunts out there too um, they're quite honestly i looked at them and they don't look real promising to me it's it's out of the rut so it's going to be pretty hard to really get into the elk maybe if they made them in middle october where you could get into that second ruck cycle it would work better but um one of the things that we have to address here though is the fact that i I think that um some of our success rates and the fact that we get into a lot of bulls uh, we're getting really good at this elk hunting um oregon hunters are getting good at, at um, hunting these, these elk with our bows. So, um, what are we going to do? I mean, okay. I've, I, I had the time this year because I wasn't hunting. I, I was, I had to go to the air force. I had to go into, uh, do some school. So I had the time to look over what was going on in the hunting world, um, during the season. And I haven't had that time in years past because I've been hunting so hard. But, uh, this year I got to sit back and I watched social media and I started listening to people and seeing what people were doing. And, and, um, if you just peruse social media and you start looking, um, man, and I I don't want to bring this to light really, because it does give us a black eye, but at the same time, um, there are, and, and this is not easy for me to say, because I got a lot of friends that, um probably gonna take this the wrong way and I don't want you to take it that way I, if, if you shoot a compound um, I, I, you know I don't want you to think that I'm down on compounds what I am down on is losing our opportunities and we are we're losing opportunities regardless of how many of these late bow seasons they give us for trad guys and things like that we're still losing opportunities and that has to do with technology and, and why I say that is because a lot of hunters came over from rifle hunting and then they brought their idea of how rifle hunting works to the bow scene. And uh, hear me out here. I know you guys are about ready to, 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 and I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that wants to limit technology per se, but I think we'd really need to look at it. And one of the things that we really need to look at is how precise are we getting with these bows nowadays i mean they are shooting really well they do a very good job and i know guys um have to start thinking about how they're going to limit their shots on social media i know of five bulls of people that i've talked to that were hit this year one of which i watched i followed a blood trail on facebook and there was red pink frothy blood and they said they could not find that bull and um i'm telling you if you find that kind of blood that bull is dead somewhere and it, it's one of those things if you've been around long enough and you've seen en- enough hits when you see that red pinkish frothy blood the stuff that's pop popping air bubbles as you find it that's a long hit that's that's a dead bull uh and, and the mount that, that we saw in those in those Facebook posts. This stuff is what's going to take away our hunting. Um, I also got a report from a guy that's a big rifle hunter. And, I, and, I, and I, I know there's always been strife back and forth between rifle guys and bow guys and rifle guys. But um, he got back from the Ochco unit last year, and he found more bulls that were dead that had arrows stuck in them than he's ever seen. I think he saw like three bulls and that's (laughs) that's a lot of bulls um granted i put a bad hit on a bull last year and that was at 15 feet and those things happen and i know that um we ended up getting him of course you know we we worked our tails off to get him but we ended up getting him but still um we got to start talking about this because we we're going to continue to lose this isn't the only this revamp of of the oregon tag system isn't the only thing that they'll do i mean if they keep seeing these things that I just mentioned they're gonna they're gonna make these tags uh, or length or shorten our season um, it, it's it's just inevitable and with everything that's against hunting right now uh, we have to start asking ourselves is this something that we really want to uh, move forward is, is to make these bows better shooting easier and longer where we could shoot them at longer ranges and i think that's where this problem is coming from is people see um, other people shoot at these long ranges and practicing in 150 yards 200 yards and then they think that they can take that out and they can do it themselves or they'll push a shot where they shouldn't push a shot and uh, i'm here to tell you okay i don't want to be like the range police i don't want to be like the trad police i don't want to be like the the far long range police, but I want people to start thinking about each and every action they do when they're hunting, because um, the amount of bulls that I've heard of hit this year, just uh, that got away um, is alarming. And and you don't think that people are going to see that and notice that, or even those bulls just die. And, and then that affects the herd numbers and those kind of things. So um, one of the things that I, I, w- I would like to mention is that, you know, for each person, they have their ethical shot where they know they should take it or not. And and don't get me wrong, I'm that same guy that says sometimes you got to push the the edge, you got to move, be aggressive on the elk, and you got to take a shot that's a little bit um not perfectly broadside. I it's, there's times when you have to do that. But what I am saying is is weigh those consequences and start thinking about the the ethics of that shot. And what I what I would like to say is the ethic of it being um, what your ability is because I can't define I can't like for me to tell gauge not to take a 50-yard shot with his bow um, That would be really strange because just because I would never take a 50-yard shot because I shoot a uh, longbow um, See the ethics are different there and per person But the one the only ethic unethical arrow is the arrow that's released that you know, you shouldn't have released and So it's in that moment where you're taking this idea of, um, whether I should release this arrow or whether I should let it go. And, um, and then you're like, ah, the heck with it. I'm going to do it anyhow. Just because you, you, maybe you want to get something on the ground that hard or something like that. But, um, and I may sound like I'm griping and whining and, and I probably am to a point because. Um, you know, I saw the heyday of bow season here in Oregon. I I, I remember when there was like nobody else and you'd see five or six different rigs in a whole unit, um, during bow season. And it it was just, you know, and and now, and don't get me wrong. I, I like the idea of people getting out there and getting into bow hunting and things like that. But I think we really need to weigh how we're going about this. One of the, one of the ideas that I've had, and I've ran this past a lot of guys a lot of uh, good good compound guys that are really good shots. And I said, why don't we just pull the um, range finders out of the game? And because most modern bows, uh, your, compound bows, you're looking at out to 40 yards. Those things are shooting really flat and you don't have to do a whole lot of uh, range estimation out to 40 yards. Uh, so really why, you know, and, and me personally, I, I wouldn't shoot, I don't shoot anything under or over 40 yards. It's because I'm a longbow guy and I haven't grown up into the compound world. And, and I know that guys are shooting consistently at 70 yards and things like that, which is in itself, another problem. We got this season because it was a up close primitive season and we're able to do it during the bugling during the uh, time of the year when, when the elk are at a disadvantage comparatively speaking to like the rifle seasons so being able to shoot those longer distances um odfw's like said well you know this season came back in the 70s and and uh nowadays things have changed we're able to to get into a lot more elk we know a lot more about it we're able to shoot a lot farther and consistently shoot a lot farther and so now that's becoming an issue as far as our success rates so that's one of the things that has happened and and if you guys go back and look at some of my other podcasts or or go look on our youtube channel and see where i talked about technology that was clear back in like 2017 i said this is going to happen we're going to start losing stuff and it's happened so i'm not speaking here guys just you know i'm not that guy that's just pounding his fist on the table the old guy that's making up stuff over in the corner that's, that's I'm saying this is really going on and it's not, it's going to continue. They're going to continue taking stuff away from us. Um, if, if we run into these problems. So let me get off of that. But at at the same time, you guys, um, you can comment below or, or contact me and let's have a conversation about this. We need to open up this conversation within the bow hunting community. And I'm not against compounds. One, one iota. I'm not against it. What I am against are people, um just just in ocho's unit that gage and i were in we called in a bull that had an arrow in it because and we know for a fact the guy shot at that bull at 100 yards because we know somebody who knew the person and he told him that and uh he and he never never he he put an arrow in that elk and it was still bugling and we still called it in we still couldn't we didn't get a you know a chance to kill it but those are the kind of things that um this guy was actually driving roads, saw the elk off the road and shot off the road as well. Well, I mean, he was legal in what he did. He got off the road far enough to shoot, but at the same time, these are the kind of things that are going to really take away a lot of our season, you guys. And I'm, I don't want to be that guy, but I think, I think we do need to have that conversation. I think we need to start talking about this stuff. Um, and and saying how much is too much or how much is enough are we are we going to continue moving down this progression until we can get these bows shooting at you know 200 yards and uh and then what are 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 they going to start saying well you know we're we're able to get in on bulls a lot easier i mean to get within 200 yards of a bull during uh during elks you know during the rut is not hard to get within 50, is is not it's not completely easy, but it's not as hard as getting within 35. Um, so those are the things that we need to talk about. And I think I think um, some of the limiting of technology is a good thing, but where do we draw the line? This is a slippery slope on both ends, right? I mean, where do we draw the line? And I, I think there's something that we should, as hunters, come together and say, man, you're right, you know, we're losing um, – some opportunities here and uh we're going to continue to lose those i i got a feeling that all of eastern oregon and parts of western oregon are going to start going to draw um we fought it off this year uh we fought it off and there it's a general season going all the way across but you guys the reason the one of the big reasons i bow hunt in the first place is for the opportunity to have more time in the woods and get out there and experience more things And I realize getting an elk is, is that's part of that experience. But man, when we look at that as being the only thing and and we're willing to press those limits to make it the only thing I think we're really doing ourselves and the bow hunting community a disservice. You guys, we should have a conversation about this. I hope you guys listen to this and we do open up some conversation about this. So with that said, let's talk about some of these new tags and, um, I don't know if you guys have gone, go over, and check out ODFWs. They have the elk season and they all, they already have the proposed tag numbers out for each unit that has now gone to draw. Um, and, and some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a big proponent of the traditional only tags. I, I think we should all be able to hunt together. Um, I think we should just limit the major, the, the full season. I don't think we should limit um i don't think we should limit you know certain sections here and there and quite honestly the tags that we got uh, as traditional archers um I, one of them i can't make sense of but the other ones don't seem like they're really helping us a lot other than giving us more time um but i, I think that it's more time and it's during Time when you know the elk aren't very callable or or things like that. If they gave it to us in mid October, that'd be awesome. We could go back in there and do, uh, you know, because the elk that don't get bred in September come in that mid October time and get bred. So I think that's pretty cool. Sorry about that. My phone just went off. So I think that's pretty cool. I think that's something that we should look at. So with that said, let's go ahead and take a look at these. So there's a Saniam traditional bow um, and it has 50 tags or 55 tags and um it's offered from 927 to 10 uh one so they're this year they're going to go 926 to uh 930 so that's you know that's at the end of the season that's another week at the end of the season and it's valid along with your general tag that's not a bad tag you know there's still some rutting activity going on there that's not a bad tag i quite honestly I don't know much about that. I'm not a coastal guy and I know the guys at the coast probably love that tag. So I'm not going to, I'm not gonna, that's another opportunity that we've gained. So that's a good deal. Um, the Saniam late bow tag. There's also a late bow tag for compound guys and there's 650 of those tags. So um, that's a pretty good sized group of people that are going to be in the Saniam unit. Um, the LC late bow tag. They have a late bow tag and it's, Oh, and the dates on those are the twenty sixth through the eleventh. So this is 11-26. This is November twenty sixth through December eleventh. Um, I don't how I I need to look up the success rates on these. I don't know a whole lot about them because I uh, I don't know. Man, it's not easy to kill a, uh, an elk. You know when you're not talking. Maybe just maybe it's just the way that I hunt them. Um, also there's the late bow season for the McKinsey unit and it's valid in the general season as well. So all these tags that I'm talking about right now, you could get your general season tag and then have one of these later. And this is a this. So these are controlled tags that you could put in for, and then you could have this along with the general season. So that's, that's not a bad deal. Um, so there's the, uh, North Indigo late bow season and, um, this tag, they, they have 150 tags and, uh, it's, it's another one of those November 11th to, and this is for all for antlerless and, uh, it's November 11th to December 12th. And those are all antlerless. Um, there's a Tioga late bow and it's from 1231, 22 to 115. And that one's probably going to get filled up. People like that Tioga unit. And uh, they, they they put 10 more tags into that unit for uh, 2022. So um, let me see. 2021 had 100 proposed and they adjusted it to 110. So it's the same thing. 100 tags are proposed for 2022 as well. Um, powers unit has got 60 proposed and that is 60 of those is um and that is for uh 0828 to 926 so that's that's during that uh um or 827 this year but that's during that that good time of uh, bow hunting time and that's in the powers unit so there's 60 tags there I think we're going to see more of this, you guys. I think we're going to see more of these tags over in on the coastal going to more and more. I bet you you're going to see a lot more controlled hunts over there. Um, the West Rogue late season, I hunted this tag once before. And you could pick up this tag pretty easily most years. But um, they're proposing 50 tags this year. And it is a, it's from 0101. And it is a zero two twenty eight to twenty. Uh, so it's that first January and February of twenty twenty three. And this is a pretty decent tag, man. You got to almost know somebody. There's a lot of private ground in the in the area that this tag's good for. Um, and it's actually those were all along with the general season. Now we're going to jump into your only hunt opportunities. And um, proposed tags are going to change a lot in here because this is the Eastern Oregon stuff. Um, and and a lot of that Eastern Oregon got shuffled up over there. So this is probably main reason that you're listening to this right now. Um, how about the Upper Deschutes? This is your only opportunity, Upper Deschutes. And they're proposing 85 tags. Now, that didn't change from last year. Uh, Maori unit, and they're proposing 60 tags and that didn't change from last year um and this is your only opportunity now these are of course these are during the rut these are 828 to or 827 to 925 and that's during the rut and I'll, and that's how all of these are until i unless i say something different they're all that same rut tag you know ochiko unit um so ochiko unit is proposed is at 600 and that doesn't seem like it changed from last year um, and that's the one elk tag. So that's the one where, where you could you could get um, either, either or you could get a cow or a bull. Um, Metolius unit is eighty five. Didn't change. Murder's Creek, that's a new unit this year. You used to be able to hunt that general season last year, and they are proposing one thousand tags. So um, they didn't change Ochico. It's at six hundred. Um, Murders Creek is at 1,000, uh, Northside bow is at 1,000, 1,055. Murders Creek is 1,030. And then Hepner, um, it didn't change this year. It is a 100 tag as well. Heppner that's, so that's Hepner unit one. And then a new hunt is Heppner unit two. And this is from 827 to 925 and it's 1,600. Uh, tags for that one and i'm not sure why in the world um what the difference between one and n- number one and number two is because um they look like they're open at the same time oh one elk and one bull sorry uh so number two is one bull and they have 1600 for one bull and then Yukaya, one elk tag so that's the, for the one elk and that uh is changed that's gone down 200 um and that's uh the same that's during the same time and then the ukiah number two which is the bull tag that is 1300 for this year and that's the new opportunity last year you can hunt that as a general desolation this is the one that a lot of people want to know because uh desolation gets a lot of a lot of people um in it so they have a 1085 tags so if you want to hunt desolation, last year it was a general season. This year there's a thousand people going to it. Um, I don't know if they're going to fill all these tags at each one of these units. It'll be interesting to see how this shapes up. But I do know one thing it's going to split people up over there. Um, North Fork Traditional Bow. Know nothing about this tag, but it is a, it's got, it doubled this year in amount of tags that you could get um so it has 100 proposed tags this year and um it had 50 last year and <clears throat> it's one bull elk it's your only opportunity though so you can only hunt that one unit um and if you want to do traditional bow and i really should look at that more it must be part of desolation because it's got the 250r uh, designation so if that's the case then that that's probably not a bad tag the only problem that i see with it is I got to look at this really hard because I haven't looked at it at all is where, where is that in relation to the rest of the unit? If is, is it all on its own and you can't, you compound guys can't be in there or is that just, I don't know. So I'll have to take a look at that Uh, and I'll get back to you guys about that. Um, There's a bunch of people probably know a lot more about that than I do. I'm just trying to bring this to your attention. I hunt a lot of general area stuff. So I was really watching like the Cascades. They were looking at splitting the cascades right down the middle, and that would have been disastrous because um, the way that the elk work up there, um, (laughs) you could be uh, five miles away from the elk and still be in the same terrain, still be on the same mountain range, even be on the same mountain. And on one side of the mountain, they'd be illegal to hunt, and on the other side, they would be legal to hunt. So um, we, we really worked towards trying to keep that the way it was so i'm glad to see that about what happened with the split okay north sumter um this is a new hunt for 2020 and there's 530 tags starkey new hunt these were all general hunts last year and you get 1300 tags starkey experimental forest they have zero um they deleted this hunt so that's that's opportunities gone um we'll see what happens with that it may come back i don't know that was a very fun tag. I've heard I've heard people talk about that one. Um, the eagle cap zone. So the eagle cap zone, you guys could see that zone. If you guys go and look, it's the blue or red section. I can't remember. I'd have to go look. Um, but anyhow, that zone, uh, you could get the um, tag. It's 1,700 tags for that zone. I got to really look at that because that looks pretty interesting. Um, and then there's a one bull elk traditional only hunt in the eagle cap and i gotta look at that one too because i'm not too sure if if so the thing that is kind of strange about that one to me would be if you're in that eagle cap zone and you're traditional only if the other guys are able to hunt in there so you're you got why would you draw that opportunity a 200 opportunity when there's another 1700 people in there or 1800 because it's 1795 for that tag and then 200 for the traditional bow so I got to look at these um, like I said this just this is just something that I came across I started looking at and uh, I thought I'd bring it to you guys attention so uh, Mal Emily unit um, there are 55 tags one bull for the bull tag and then for a spike tag they have a spike tag over there and there's 160 of those so um, that's not changed from last year. Walla Walla, there's 25. So if you guys get that tag, let me know, and I'll go call Bulls for you or Mount Emily. Um, and then Walla Walla Spike is 50. Uh, Winaha, there's uh, 40 40 tags. It's the same as last year. Winaha Spike is 150, same as last year. Um, sled Springs is 200 same as last year and that's the one elk and then sled springs bull is uh 150 same as last year chest nimus is um 300 same as last year for one elk and chest nimus f- uh, for um there's chest nimus unit one and that's the one elk they don't have a unit two for it sorry about that uh snake river unit bow is 270 so this is a new hunt this um and there's only 270 tags there. West Beulah bowl bow is 500. And this is one elk and the snake river was one bull. And then the Sylvie's or North Mal here is 450. And, uh, this was a general tag last year and Sylvie's unit is 855. And this is one elk. And this was a, um, the, on the Sylvie's 855. This was, a um, general last year so um there's some moving to general season and warner's one of them warner moved to a general season so that's in a general um and then we get into the muzzleloader hunts but those are the bow hunts you guys i just want to come on here and kind of uh talk a little bit about next year's bow season it's going to be different and uh I'm going to have to look. I'll, I'll do another podcast on those traditional bow hunts, and I'll talk a little bit about those. And uh, I may look at those pretty hard, especially that eagle cap. So especially if I could get Gage to start shooting a longbow. Uh, I got two of Alan's longbows, so uh, we could probably get that done. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully um, this may, might get you thinking about what's going on with the elk season in Oregon and maybe get some of those conversations going. All right. Until then, shoot straight. Thanks for joining us for another installment of the Bearbow Hunter podcast. Remember, we couldn't even be talking about this stuff if it wasn't for our public land. So go and support people that are protecting it, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and TRCP. Also, if you'd like to see more of Bearbow Hunters, go to our Facebook group, Go to our Instagram at Bearbow Hunters, like us, and hashtag all of your photos with your barebow goodness in them, Bearbow Hunter. We have a website as well. You can go over there check out the rest of the podcast. We have videos, we have t-shirts and hats. Thanks again. Until then, shoot straight. From antelope in the Western Plains to the white tails of the Midwest and giant black bears in Canada. Watch 100% bow hunting action on Respect the Game, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.